Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle, medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Dad's Podcast with my main man, David Wardy. How are you today, buddy? I'm great, man. How are you? Good. Our, our countdown... Two weeks and counting. Uh, that's I was just going to say. Uh, and we get a chance to reconnect after so many years. It's going to be so good. I'm pumped, we, buddy. With the whole family, too. Yes. It's going to help our growth hormone. I have a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. On the topic of growth hormone, we've got an amazing guest. Uh, we've been... Uh, Checking out his website and, and his product and his mission in the world. His name is Dustin Baker, and he's the president of Bioprotein Technology. And we're going to dive into his story and why he got so interested in growth hormone and the amazing products he's delivering. So, Dustin, thank you so much for being with us on the Dr. Dads. Dr. Nick, thanks for having me. I am uh, I'm excited to be on the show. I am excited to chat with you guys and see what stuff you're going to throw at me and uh, you know, get to talk for 45 minutes and listen to myself speak. So <laughs> I am fun, uh, I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. Well, tell tell us, are you a dad? I am a dad. I have a tell us about 14 month old. Oh, oh I have goodness. one daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I have one daughter. She's uh, 14 months old and she is awesome, of course. And uh, being a dad is probably the coolest thing that I have uh, ever done. Which, if you would have told me that a couple of years ago, I told you you're crazy. And then um, it's really been an eye opener, and it's actually been really good for my relationship with my wife, my business, actually. And uh, mm-hmm. being a dad is is really cool. I mean, I'm, I don't know if you can see me or not, but it, it does put a, a huge smile on my face. It's <laughs> she's just I don't know, man. She's just so cool and hanging out. There's a lot of fun. She's a bull. She is a a bully at times. She's very animated and. Uh, she keeps us on our toes. I'm sure the story is not um, rare, to be honest. But that's uh, yeah, that's my kid. Well, congratulations, man. I mean, Thank 14 you. months. Yeah, congrats. What a what a an exciting and challenging and fun and you know worthwhile time uh, to be with your your kid. I mean, it's amazing. And I love what yeah. you said. Like it brought you and your your partner closer together. I found the same thing. I mean, there's something about becoming a, a father or a parent that you know, it just, I mean, it absolutely changes you in in a myriad of different ways. But I I think of like ownership, like you really step in when you're a parent. Yeah. And, and my wife and I, we've always had a really great relationship. We've never, we have been very lucky to not have some crazy ups and downs, right? We haven't, we haven't been together for 20 or 30 years. So I'm sure those times will come, but it's given us an opportunity to really work together and, um, have to cover, each other's weak points. If I'm making sense, I mean, I'm still new to a lot of this stuff. So, um, we've been married for almost three years now. So it's, it's, that's still relatively new in the, in the grand scheme of things. Right. So, um, it's been really cool. I will say that I am crazy lucky as a husband and as a father, because my wife does absolutely 95, if not more, uh, percent of the manual labor when it comes to the unfun, child stuff <laughs> gotcha yeah well especially in this time of their life right like it's yeah it's pretty full-on for the mom mm-hmm. yeah amazing. i can't imagine i think i'm busy and i look at her and i was like oh man that is 
that is there are no days off so she's she's killing it i couldn't be a happier and luckier guy oh that's amazing well let's let's get into some of your story here because it sounds like you've been in product design for quite a lot quite a long time mm-hmm. i'd love to hear some of that early story of like of, of why that was a passion for you and then how that sure. translated into the, this world of hormones and specifically growth hormone yeah well most of the story to be honest it kind of answer all not answer all your questions, but leading the way is I didn't really choose a lot of this stuff. It kind of really chose me. And this all goes back to how I get here. Um, I was a really unhealthy kid. I had my, I grew up in a, in a divorced parent household, which is very common. I mean, especially, you know, growing up in the eighties and nineties, it was more common than previous, of course. Um, so I was shipped back and forth with my parents. And to be very honest with you, neither one of my parents are exactly an, a nutritional expert or a fitness expert or health and wellness, you know, regardless, it was, I grew up with a single mom and a grandma to help out. And our entire lifestyle was based around just survival right? How are we going to get to school the next day? How are we going to get gas in the car? Is everyone just fed? So things like proper nutrition, health and wellness were not a staple. It was just survival. So I was a pretty fat kid. I didn't know anything about, you know, I played normal sports and baseball and soccer, but I was, I was a fat kid. And the reason why I bring that up is because unhealthy lifestyles and unhappy habits, or excuse me, unhealthy habits as a child can, they can compound into unhealthy habits as an adult. And in my early twenties, and you know my college career really lack thereof um it got into a more unhealthy habits whether it was drinking or or to be very honest with you drug use or whatever it is my my goal in life was to party and have fun and think I'm this big shot that I was not i mean i was a real problem to be honest with you and the word health and wellness was not in my vocabulary now that all changed because i had a friend who stepped in and i tell this story all the time who stepped in one day was like hey man why don't you like not do all that awful thing that you're doing and why don't you come join me in the gym now i had maybe stepped in a gym a couple times either just to hang out with people who actually did work out or maybe i did one or a couple workouts whatever either way that day really kind of changed something for me and it was the first time you know somebody kind of took me under their wing showed me a new thing and and that compounded and I, I found something in fitness that I had never had before. And I, I just say it had, it was a purpose. It was, there was something there that I didn't have. It was something I had to work for and it gave me a purpose and it gave me something to drive for. And through that process, I, I stopped pretty much. I mean, there was some bumps in the road and stuff, but pretty much I stopped what I was doing and I dedicated my time to learning everything I could about fitness and nutrition. And one thing leads to another. And I had a mentor who took me under his wing and taught me everything about performance and, and athletic competition and, and how to train athletes and realistically how to, you know, starting to learn how to run a gym and all this stuff. And so my career started to compound. And before I knew it, I was running other people's gyms, et cetera. I own gyms of my own. I, I ended up working in professional athletics and in um, Canadian football and, and NFL and stuff like that. And during that time, when I started taking over some of these gyms, there were these formulas made by this small company here in Tampa that I really believed in. I used myself, right? This is back in like 2014. I used myself. I would thread into my career and whether it was professional athletics or even in a gym space that I owned myself through, let's just say, midlifers, right? 40 plus something of they're not athletes. They're just trying to get in three to four workouts a day. And these formulas just consistently worked across 
a broad range of individuals from your world's most elite athletes and your top 0.01% to, I mean, me, right? Just a dad who's just trying to get a couple days away, you know, just trying to get my workouts in uh, here and there in a week, right? So there was something there. It was, there was something very powerful there. And I, I was a big proponent of these formulas, et cetera, which got me into the design. The companies then asked me to actually come in. They would ask me, what do I, what do we think about this? What's the best way to market this? How do we, whether it be packaging or branding or messaging, or why was, why was I so successful kind of penetrating a little bit of these different markets? And that's how I got my start in product design or messaging and branding and that stuff. Well, now we're years down the road. And in 2018, I was at a um I was exiting a, a previous deal and I was I myself and a, my one of my mentors were kind of like, you know, what's the next step? And the business of the formulas that we're talking about wasn't even for sale, but we wanted it because we knew he was a user of the products as well. Um we knew that there was something there. We knew that there was something huge there of of this works and people need to know about it. So we walked in. We came with a came up with a deal. We had paperwork drawn up, signed, check signed in three weeks, which is lightning, you know, breakneck breakneck speed for a um, a solid clean acquisition, I would say. And you know, we're five years down the road. We have our most advanced products that we've ever made, and we are now in over forty countries. We have um, we've been shipped to every continent other than Antarctica. We have doctors throughout the United States. We have doctors in this um, in Africa. I mean, it's been it's been a pretty wild ride. So it kind of just chose me and I've kind of really loved every second of it. That's awesome, man. What a, what a journey. It's, it's funny what, you know, where, where life takes us. Um, mm-hmm. So let's, let's dive into the products a little bit more. So I mean, I've been working, I'm, I'm prescribing doctors. So I can prescribe growth hormone to patients. We've sure. recommended peptides. We've done other uh, secretagogues for, for growth hormone or uh, gonadotropin releasing hormones and, and different, you know, various different forms and technologies. But maybe like before we dive into specifics, tell us a little bit about growth hormone. You mentioned the middle-aged man. Uh, obviously, this is something that's a, of a concern or important for men and women. Um, but tell us a little bit more about growth hormone and and why you feel like it's such an important part of the, the nutraceutical uh, system. Sure. Well, you know, growth hormone is is a dominant hormone for both men and women. You just stated that it's it's absolutely a key piece in metabolic function, sex drive, physical performance, workout recovery, even soft tissue maintenance and and bone health. Um, in today's day and age, all we hear about is testosterone, right? TRT. That's the world that I live in. Is TRT, 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 TRT. We work with TRT doctors all over the country, and TRT is great, and testosterone is phenomenal, and it, it's absolutely essential for living, you know, your best life, for lack of a better term. However. It's only really half the puzzle. I mean, there is there's very clear science that in order to absorb testosterone, whether it's natural or synthetic optimally, you need adequate growth hormone or its end result growth factors, right? So 20, 30 years ago, and I'm sure you remember this, or, may, or at least in you know the medical world, when you got a TRT treatment, you used to get growth hormone with it. That was like a whole thing. That has somehow like vanished into the atmosphere of we don't even people don't even know that anymore and the only relationship that they have with growth hormone is thinking about professional wrestlers or bodybuilders in 1998 you know dropping dead in a parking lot and that's that's the negative connotation that comes with it um of course that's i'm I'm sure and i'm speaking for you but of course that's probably not your um your relationship with it you seem like you know exactly what you're talking about so you understand that it's the hormone itself is essential for 
optimum living, right? However, where we come in is the needle or a synthetic drug is not always the answer for everyone. For me personally, this is my personal worldview. I like medical and medicine intervention for a medical intervention if it's medically necessary. And I believe that in today's day and age, we are prescribing a lot of synthetic drugs and a lot of synthetic hormones before maybe they're really needed, right? And there's other things that we can do, which is something why this this product to me is so close to my heart is because I don't take the needle. I don't take TRT and I'm not the anti-TRT guy, but I think there's other things that we can do to help either optimally absorb the testosterone that we have or optimally increase or feel at least the benefits of an optimal hormone function without having to take a synthetic drug that comes with potential other side effects, whether it's a peptide or whether it's a, um, you know, the, the synthetic drug itself. So what we're, what our job has become is really educating individuals that growth hormone is a good thing, right? It does decrease every single year if you're going to finish puberty and at different rates for different individuals, but in extreme cases, it could drop by 50% by your forties or fifties. So this is something that should be addressed. It should be looked at. And you should probably be asking your doctor for an IGF-1 test along with your blood work for testosterone, which somehow has magically disappeared as well. That's a specific test that you have to ask for, which to me, and I'm not a doctor, I don't give specific medical advice and I can't write prescriptions. However, to me as a consumer and as an individual who pays for blood work, who pays for medical treatment, that should be something that should be probably included on a standard blood panel. So what what point on the IGF-1 test do you think that that a remedy like yours could be implemented? Um, Because it's such a huge range. It's different for everybody. Um, I'm usually looking for people in the lower, you know, lower quartile um, or even less than half. Um, But uh, I'd love to hear your take on it and then how how much you've seen that needle move when you are supporting growth hormone. Because I fully agree. I mean, I'd rather not use injections or prescriptions wherever possible. I'd rather find as many natural sources and support systems uh, before yeah. going into the prescriptions. But tell me, like, are, uh, I'm I'm assuming you've probably seen a ton of them uh, of these IGF ones pre and then post, uh, and love to hear where, where you're at. You know, that. we actually get we get a lot more blood work sent in from physicians on testosterone than we do IGF one. We have to end up asking people mm. for IGF one tests. Um, physicians will send in hand over fist more testosterone blood work that they've been that they're really excited about which have been like crazy increases um now i'm sure that's not for everybody right you're you're only getting super excited about like really cool special cases uh, you know so that's tons of the stuff that we get in when it comes with igf1 now i'm sure you know like the range is going to change for each you know as the age range goes on what we have seen is we have seen increases in, in over 20 percent depending upon the patient um you can do a blood test. You could like a, a blood um, blood spot test. Some of the testing we've done. I mean, people do stool samples even for for IGF one serum levels. So, um, and we typically see those blood panels in anywhere for thirty to ninety days. So we always say just give it ninety days, give it a test that. But we actually still have to tell people like, hey, if you want to go get this tested, go get your IGF one test. It's very rare that people are doing this without someone telling them to do so. Oh, that's interesting. So you talked about this sort of concomitant response with the testosterone just going off the charts. Uh, is that is that just using this product? Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. No, I am not. Okay. So we've seen both blood work. We've seen blood panels with someone who's not on synthetic testosterone or blood panels with people who are. So 
in the world that we live in, many doctors are already prescribing synthetic testosterone. So we sell to physicians who that's part of their business. So a lot of the blood panels that we do get are from patients who weren't necessarily responding to the testosterone as well as they should, or they're not getting results like they wanted to. And then in addition with our product, they're able to then absorb more of their numbers start to increase from addition of BioPro Plus. Gotcha. And that's with synthetic injections. And then we've also gotten blood work with uh, bioidentical pellet therapy. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's important to, to speak to that because, you know, on one hand, you can have people who categorically their blood work looks better. They don't feel any different, you know, and the vice versa. You can have uh, people who feel like crap um, and, and their blood work looks phenomenal. Uh, or, if I, or maybe, maybe they said that twice. But the point is, is that, you know, what we wanted, what we want to get to is a place where people are feeling the absolute benefit of what they're implementing. So a 20% increase, like you said, in IGF one, what does that translate for that individual? What are the typical things that you see people improve upon when it comes to that subjective experience? Overwhelmingly, there's two things. The first thing is typically we'll get testimonials from all over the country and from all over the world. And the, the one thing like people are always like, how fast does this work? And everyone is different. And we don't like to make claims that we don't want to make. Like we, we're not doc, you know, you're talking to somebody who's not a doctor right now. If you're going to call a customer support, he's not a physician. However, anecdotally, we get 10 to 14 days is always the answer of increases in energy. I don't know what changed. I feel great today. My energy's through the roof. I didn't have to take a, uh, an afternoon nap. I came home and played with the kids. These are all very specific stories. The other one is like day two or day three or four physical arousal in men. So waking up aroused like they haven't in a long time, like when they're a lot younger, um, which is indicative of a growth potential growth factor deficiency. So a lot of erectile dysfunction, I think, I believe it's one in three, one in three men um, or at an, it can be directly tied to IGF one low blood serum levels can be directly tied to erectile deficiency, which would make sense because we're, we're selling a growth factor product, right? So to those things to then start to increase is, is very, very common. That's awesome. David, go ahead, buddy. No, I'm listening to the conversation. I have a lot of questions, but I don't want to divert what we're talking about yet. I'll just kind of bring them in later. Um, question. So you, I'm sure you work with a lot of athletes because I'm sure yes. that's a big part of the population that's looking for the stuff you have. When somebody, for example, needs to get on some of this stuff, or whether it's for performance or whatever it may be, is there a cycle process for this stuff? I mean, I'd sure. imagine this isn't something that you can stay on all the time for long periods of time. You kind of probably have to cycle on and off. So cycling, number one, we don't have a, a recommended protocol for cycling. And there's a reason why. We're not manipulating the glandular function. We're not, we're not synthetically stimulating it. So we're not, and we're not replacing the hormone. So when you're replacing the hormone or you're stimulating the glandular function, that's when you're going to start to see some of those side effects, or you might have to, you know, have some sort of post-cycle treatment. We don't do that. We're focusing on, I like to say the right side of the liver, right? So we're only dealing in protein cytokines. We're only dealing in actual protein amino chains instead of replacing or manipulating a hormonal function. So you don't necessarily have to cycle on and off of the product because we're not trying to mitigate some sort of hormonal replacement issue. For instance, if you're using testosterone and then you're going to have a, 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 an adverse effect or increase in estrogen, right? You have to take a PCT to then mitigate that. Um, we're not having those issues because we're not manipulating the hormone itself. 
we're focusing on the liver, or excuse me, on the growth factors that are made by the liver after the conversion of the hormone itself. So basically, again, yeah, I'm sorry. So you're basically no, it's okay. giving, you're giving that, like you're saying that at the piece of it, you're giving, honestly, you're giving the, what was the word I want to use? You're giving not the factors, like you're saying to make the change, but you're giving, um, oh, what's the word I want to use here? All we're doing is giving them cell signals. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. You're really just giving them the signaling to allow the yeah, body to it. jump into that mode. That's it. No, but this is awesome, man, because as I'm hearing you, like I'm trying to think, like like you're saying, avoiding the needle, right? Avoiding all this synthetic crap. And those are all the things you have to worry about when people get on some of those things, right? That have Correct. these long-term side effects. But from, from what I'm hearing from you, this sounds like a very, very safe product to use to actually get these levels up. I would agree with you. That's the, one of the the little quips or little lines we like to say is faster, easier, and safer. So if we're not anti-medicine, we're not anti-hormone replacement, we're not anti any of these things, but we believe that they're needed when they're needed, not necessarily prior to that. And I, I hope I, that makes sense when I say it, but we're just a third option. We're an option where you can take that Maybe you won't want to take the needle. We get a lot of younger guys that honestly come in and they or not, excuse me, not younger guys. We get a lot of older guys that are like, hey man, straight up, I've used X, Y, and D as a young man. I'm really messed up. I just want something else. I don't want to take this stuff anymore. And we're a great option for them. Are we going to perform as well as a synthetic drug that you're injecting, you know, subcutaneously into your skin, depending upon depending upon the dosing? Maybe not. You're, you're, you're injecting a synthetic drug. We're not trying to replace that market. We're just trying to give people an alternative option that can give them similar benefits without the, the potential side effects and risks. And then I'd imagine for athletes, uh, since what you're telling me, it's a self-signaling type deal, this isn't an issue with testing. when they're Can't using pop a drug like test, this. correct. Can't pop a Beautiful. drug test and... As of right now, um, we are cleared for, and it's not even a big thing anymore because they just broke, they just ended their contract. But we've had it cleared for a lot of them, a lot of your main fight promotions. Um, I'll sans names, but there's a couple of them that, I mean, we are, we don't even pay the athletes. They love the product so much. They are their top fighters and they use them and promote for free. So um, we've, we were cleared with their teams. We're clear with that. I'm not saying that we are allowed in every sport. The NFL does not actually allow our products. We are explicitly banned by the NFL. So I wouldn't say every sport. If you're interested in, you know, checking us out and you play a professional sport, clear with your management team, please. We don't, the the juice ain't worth the squeeze for your career. And I don't like people's game checks being on my word. So uh, make sure you clear with your own team. But yeah, there is not a, a doping or a testing issue. I love that that's even an option, man, because, you know, a lot of these... A lot of athletes and, you know, a lot of them end up doing this stuff illegally during their training cycles and they'll come off, you know, before sure. season starts or things like that. But this is honestly, it sounds like a safer and another option for athletes to use without having the headache of all that stuff all the time. I'll be honest with you. We have CrossFit Games athletes that reach out right. to us. And of course, we don't promote, we, we, we're not going to promote them or say names, but they will literally reach out to us and say, hey, I have to come off of X and I have to clean out before a game. And I'm not a proponent of doping, okay? I'm not. But people do come to us and like, I need something 
to prepare. So I don't pop test. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to agree or disagree with whatever you're doing prior, but this is a, this is a viable option for you to use. That's a lot safer than what you're doing. And, um, we had this, I think last year and the guy came back and he's like, man, I've never felt that good at a games. I've never felt that good at a games performing. Cause it's, I'm not, and I don't want to get into the, you know, their ethical decisions. However, it's just an anecdotal. The, the thing is what's really great about the product is we have a huge um, footprint in the military and tactical space. So we have gone even so far as to have, um, I'll be honest, uh, uh, somebody from a three-letter agency who manages a um, a high-level, one of their high-level elite teams and factions for hostage rescue situations of, a again, a, a three-letter agency, actually tested and blind tested the product with um, their soldiers, their recruits. And came back with an approval process and flying colors. In fact, a lot of those guys, I think, still use the product. Um, so much so, we had a, a special ops guy come forward with one of the stories he was doing. And again, this is anecdotal. And I do not have a clinical study to point exactly to this. We can't have a clinical study for everything that ever comes up. But he did a blind test on himself where he was a um, an explosive breacher. He was in the NSA. He did times overseas. He did a lot of, um, let's just say, human extraction during um, our last major overseas Middle Eastern conflict. And now he was a SWAT cop. So his whole life for years was charges, building charges, blowing walls, entry points. And after a while of taking what's called blast overpressure, I mean, you're, you're actually physically so close to the blasts, you get things like TBI. And from his TBI, he was, he was a experiencing ocular seizures all the time. And after using the product, he said, he took, he used the product for two weeks, no ocular seizures. He's like, I don't believe this. This is ridiculous. This is, has to be placebo effect. Came off for two weeks, went about his way, called us back two, two weeks later. I hadn't heard from him yet at this point. Called us back two weeks later. I was like, man, I started up again. I didn't believe this stuff, but I got to tell you the story. And he's all, he had no ocular, uh, no issues with ocular seizures again. He's been on the product for two years. So we get a lot of, um, a lot of work with guys in the DOD, a lot of military, a lot of tactical guys. Again, to piggyback off the point of you don't have a uh, a doping or a drug test issue. And it can give them a lot of relief or help them with a lot of things they might be suffering from. Well, and those guys, I mean, I see a lot of guys. I see like Vortac. I'm sure if you've heard of Vortac and some of these other special groups like you're talking about. These guys put their bodies through the ringer through their career, man. And just to have an option like this for them, honestly, at when the last half of their age, just to like support, like just basic functions, man. These guys almost need these things because they've worn their bodies out so much over the years. So this I, is I cool, man. Couldn't agree yeah. with you. Yeah, I love this. More. So I have a couple other questions. Sorry, Nick, if you want to sure. cut me off, jump in there, buddy. <laughs> so I was looking at what you what you put in this stuff. Yeah, and one of the things I saw was erythropoietin. Mm-hmm as one of the factors. So yeah. What, what do you see with endurance, buddy, when people start getting in this? Yeah. So, the so the growth factors that we list are all found within the raw materials that we're using to do extraction. So what you're finding with, with things like EPO and EPO is something natural that your kidneys are going to make either way. And a lot of fighters actually get pretty scared when they see that they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Cause blood doping is a whole thing. And they're very worried about it. But these are, these are things that we're simply extracting from the materials. And what we will get, I mean, you brought it up. So what you'll get is the science would show inclusion of a lot of these growth factors can improve your VO2 max, your, your cardio abilities, right? To then train harder, 
train more, right? That's if you're getting into the professional sports space or even the combat sports space, which is something that is a little more intimate and, you know, closer to my heart is these guys are looking for the ways to continue to go into fight camp, train four times a day and kind of not really miss a beat. And that's what they're, you know, reporting back is they're able to recover faster. They're able to stay in their fights longer. Um, or I should say they're able to perform within their, um, their rounds better and, um, recover faster. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing that buddy. And then I'm seeing you guys have fibroblast growth factor in there. So I'm thinking yeah. joints connected. You got to it. So the studies, hundred percent, the studies behind growth factors. I mean, I'm sure I'm not talking, talk, you know, telling you or Dr. Nick, anything you don't know, the studies behind growth factors are, I mean, they're, pl- they're the, the word plentiful is, you know, do- doesn't do it justice. When you're looking at maintenance of the human body, and what specific growth factors do for exactly what you just said is joints, arthritic conditions, bone conditions like osteoporosis. Um, that is where we thrive. In fact, our clinical director who is on staff was a provider of the product prior to um, to coming onto our team when we hired him. And he found our product by using it. He had just come off of a shoulder surgery. And, and again, this is not a rare scenario. This happens a lot with the, uh, the orthopedic guys that promote our product. But his surgeon said he was one of the fastest healing that he had ever seen. And he wasn't taking any of the synthetic peptides. Now, I'm not saying that this is 100% you know, for everybody. But in, in great stories and great instances, this is a very common thing. I mean, we have orthopedic physicians who buy it for themselves when they have their own type of, cause shoulders and, and, um, and hips and knees is what you see the most, right? That's typically, I don't know what the percentage is, but I would, I would bet it's over 75% of most injuries in men is somehow related to athletic injuries in men is somehow related to shoulders, hips, and knees. And then last question, I'll let Nick ask some more. I was looking at the list of stuff. Autoimmune, buddy. Have you guys had some pretty awesome testimonials for people that suffer with autoimmune disease? So I'm not going to tell you something that we have. It that is not one of the highest um, testimonials that we get. We those aren't as fun and as sexy as a lot of the other stuff. So the science would show of the science of growth factors is going to show in our favor for that. But it's not an overwhelming testimonial that we get. To be very fair. Well, and I'd imagine I don't know if many docs are really focusing it on that but i see a huge need for this for people that have autoimmune just because of the repair and recovery process that lacks with actually individuals. with a lot of the physicians where we are popular with outside of let's say your orthopedics or your you know surgeons which aren't which aren't a massive portion of our physicians most of our physicians are do's md's and then we're very popular in the integrative space so md's in the integrative space we're in some national health chains that that's all a lot of that's all they fun they focus on a lot of autoimmune stuff lyme stuff their specialties are are in those types of modalities and they i mean i hate to do a puff piece on ourselves but i mean i'm here like they they love and and they love the product and they love what it does and they love um the patient response from it all right imagine man i'm getting excited just kind of looking what you're putting in this stuff go ahead nick sorry buddy no those are awesome questions and and important for anyone who's listening because you know when you when you when you actually look at growth hormone, look at the laundry list of things it is doing, and correlate that directly with age, and recognizing that there's a steady decline as we age. I mean, most people would look at that list and go, "Okay, poor metabolic function, increased body fat, reduced exercise performance, increased stress and anxiety, depression, et cetera, et cetera." 
I mean, everyone's going to put their hand up because that's just the reality of aging. And, and so much of dis-ease is, is, I mean, uh, what's his name? Dr. Um, uh, the longevity guy, lifespan, he wrote the book, David uh, Sinclair. His whole thing is like, I'm starting to look at disease or aging as a disease in the sense that so many things start to shut down over time. And so now I w- what I want to say is that, you know, growth hormone obviously plays a really important role in all of these different systems. But you did share a story of of growth hormone and these like bodybuilders and dying of heart attacks and things mm-hmm. like that. Let's talk a little bit about the sort of the dark side of inject injectable uh, growth hormone and, and sort of what you've seen and, and why this is. An, I mean, we talked about why this is a solution, but why were people scared of growth hormone? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't have a massive amount of experience with it. I'm 37. So I, I wasn't huge in the bodybuilding days in 1996. I think I was 11 years old, but, <laughs> but, um, uh, it's just from everything that I hear. So exactly getting typically doing shows like this, or, you know, what's insane is for a guy that can barely read or write, getting sent around to different, you know, conferences and, and talking to doctors about this stuff, which is still pretty mind blowing to me, to be honest with you about, um, how their preconceived notion is for human growth hormone. So a lot of the stories that I tell or, or I talk about perspectives are not necessarily my own. They're from, you know, I mean, we, we just got back from Chicago from, um, we were doing uh, some work with a, a functional health, national health chain that's based out of Chicago and, and hearing some of the, the stories of how people in medicine view growth hormone that are uneducated on it. Dr. Nick, clearly you're not one of them, right? But it's actually, and you may agree with me or disagree with me, but actually more of the physicians that I meet from all over the world, will be at a massive show in in Las Vegas here in December from physicians from all over Europe, South America, everywhere. The amount of non-education on growth hormone, what it does, how it works, why it's important, et cetera, is more than prevalent. And typically the it piques some interest of what we're doing, but the common story of heart issues, I tell this, you know, I'm, t- it's very sad and I'm not, you know, very sad about certain people, you know, they drop literally walk into the car after dinner and drop dead. You know, those, those are still the things that linger in people's minds. Now, I think it's important to understand that anytime you abuse a drug, right? A drugs are technically selective poisons. Okay. A synthetic drug is a selective poison. You're selecting to take a synthetic substance that does not you know, it's not, it's not coming from the oak tree outside, right? It's a synthetic substance you're willing to take because you are, or at least you should be weighing your risk to benefit ratio. Is this something I'm willing to do? Because what I'm experiencing is worse than what potentially the drug can do to me. Now, if you are abusing any type of drug, the risk potential for side effects goes up when you abuse things like growth hormone or other type of steroids for lack of a better term your risk rates are clearly going to go up especially if you're combining them and i believe that a lot of these stories are coming from individuals or they're freakish stories you're going to hear about the news the news does not like sending out stories of like puff puff pieces about oh this is really great blah 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 and if they do it's one out of 20 if at best so the the message that you're fed is you know this negative or this villain in the room sometimes without context. So these individuals are either abusing the drug or they're mixing it with other substances that should not be number one used and or mixed at all. And there has to be a fall guy. 
And many times I believe in those stories only from hearing them, because again, I did not experience this personally. I was 12, 13. Um, you just, you get a bad guy, you get the boogeyman and it just takes a little bit of education and understanding and, and we get through it's, it's been a lot easier. I will tell you that since I've been with the company for five years, it's gotten exponentially easier, especially with the regulations that have been coming actually with growth hormone and now with peptides, with the FDA and some of these, um, these glandular stimulants, it's mm -hmm. actually made our job very simple because a lot of the work has been done for us and people have been doing their own research. So it's a lot easier than it was a couple of years ago. I will tell you that. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, one thing I tell my patients, especially those that are, they're wanting to say a prescription for growth hormone. I always tell them like, it's such an unnatural situation to be insulin dominant and then to inject a bunch of growth hormone into your system you know, the, the reverse would be true in the sense that you got to lower your insulin to raise your, your growth hormone potential. And where are you, where are you located at? Uh, where I'm in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Okay. So in yeah. Canada, and, and this is, this is a real question I have. So in Canada, what is the regulation like for synthetic growth hormones? So remember I'm United States, right? I'm in Florida. Yeah. So what is the regulation for prescribing the drug outside of a child with growth hormone deficiency syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything's technically off label, right? But, um, you know, performance enhancement, you know, that would be typically the, I guess the protocol, but the thing is, is because it's, it's usually for growth hormone deficiency that growth hormones actually, you know, that's the on Correct. label yeah. on the on label, you know, uh, reason for prescription. So as a naturopathic doctor, not a medical doctor, uh, for whatever reason, we, we have access to that particular hormone. But again, it's it's given, it's typically given on for the on label use. Now, no, there's been no, well, there's been a few patients uh, who have had growth hormone deficiency, and we've we've um, directed them to natural sources wherever possible, and have not gone down the route of um, of injectable growth hormone. But most of the men that come in that because I treat a ton of men, and we do a lot of testosterone and other things. Um, but a lot of the men that do come in also do talk about growth hormone. And in my experience in the past, but I, I didn't know about your product until more recently, I've always tried to work with um, more of the peptides or the secretagogues yeah. or um, some of the other things. And I, I'm always very hesitant to to write a prescription for growth hormone because I know their blood work beforehand and I have this com communication with them. I said, listen, until you start to correct some of the insulin resistance that's going on, sure. it's, it's not smart for me to prescribe this for you. And there's, there has been some um, research to show that there are prostate cancer increases uh, in, in men who have done more uh, injectable growth hormone. I see a lot of my male patients who have abused the steroid protocols in the past and we're now trying to rehab them on proper testosterone optimization therapy on top of, you know, fasting and all the other things that we one would do to, to improve insulin resistance. Um, so uh, yeah, I, just like David, I'm excited that, that there's, I've got another option here with, with your product, because I always want to steer people away from medication if we can. And can I ask you a question that, about what you found with some of those patients of, um, maybe that are precancerous because they used products in the past is it because and this could be an opinion right mm -hmm. i don't know what kind of test you did on them but this is something that we deal with a lot is talking about the potential for cancer etc however there are what i have found in my travels if you will is the the community at least here in the states is the medical community is kind of 50 50 on what 
you know, is, there is it, is it going to cause cancer? Is it not going to cause cancer? And we're talking about the synthetic drugs here. Yeah. Would you say that, because there's also studies to show that too low of, I wouldn't say that too low, but there could be, a, there's studies that have been done to show the correlation between a higher PSA or a higher prostate specific antigen score uh, related to lower or too low of IGF-1 blood serum levels, right? Would you say potentially with your patients then they might be experiencing some cancer issues because they abused the drugs in the past and their IGF-1 is too low and that caused the correlation? Or is it, would you say it's directly related just to the drug use specifically and putting them in maybe into an abnormal range where, you know, they're having the, the chest problems? Yeah, well, I, I think it's a little bit of both because we can see the population of men who have never, you know, never been in the world of, say, fitness and have never done the, the injectable testosterone or the, the androlone or all the all the different, you know, off off market or non prescription drugs they sure. may have used in the past uh, and are just got there because they're they're massively insulin resistant. Right. And so they've got depleted growth hormone levels. And those, I would say, those are more the estrogen dominant, high insulin type uh, men uh, with very low IGF 1 that are predisposed to higher rates of cancer. And okay. Then, so then and there is a little bit of. There's a both, man. Yeah. 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 And I would say typically for those men who look good on the outside, are fit and doing all the things, uh, they tend and, and they're still doing it, but they had that history of of abuse with some whatever different medications they were using sure. at the time. Um, I'm seeing in those populations, higher levels of PSA. Okay. And so, you know, it's a, it's, it's a split for sure, but um, it, it does make me go or make me pause on whether or not I would ever even recommend a prescription going forward for IGF yeah. or growth hormone. And so, you know, to the point of having these more natural states through lifestyle medicine and then incorporating tools that uh, like, like, like the growth factor tools like these. It's amazing. Yeah. And we always say before we like, listen, man, what we do is not inexpensive. It's, it's still a, you know, a cash pay medical, you know, protocol, if you will, it's, it, it is a dietary supplement, but it's not inexpensive. It's a, hmm. it is a commitment. Right. And we always recommend that individuals before they jump on anybody's train or they're doing anything, the fastest way to increase some of this stuff is simply sleep, food, and and uh, and workouts. Like the, I mean, there's plenty of science to show if you fix your sleep, you're getting the appropriate amount of you know SWS and REM sleep. That's where your hormones are being secreted, anyways. So if you can improve those, a little time investment, you know, uh, which seems to be the hardest thing for people, oh, but man. a little bit of time investment in some good solid sleep, some uh, some healthier choices right? Between nutrition, which nobody likes to do, and uh, some intense bouts of physical exertion mm -hmm. can fix a lot of this stuff for you. And, and I'm yeah. sure you would you know, agree with me. We recommend that people do that first. We, yeah. you know, we are a cash business. We make money. I have bills to pay. But frankly, you know, we're not out here trying to scam people. If, if you got issues and problems, why don't you try that stuff first? And then, you know, if you want an extra boost or, or it's quote unquote, not working for you. I mean, yeah, we're here to help. But um, we always recommend that stuff first. And that's a personal thing. That's a, a personal ethics and moral thing. I would appreciate if people try and do that stuff first, just because you're going to feel better. Um, totally. And if you're a candidate for us, you're probably still going to be a candidate for us anyways. But, uh, you know, a little bit of sleep goes a long way. A hundred percent. I got to ask about um, women in perimenopause going into menopause. Uh, a lot of a lot of patients we see end up having postpartum, even hair loss. Uh, but there's, you know, thyroid issues. There's weight gain issues. Um, 
what what kind of uh, uh, what have you seen in the in the in the women's population in so, that sort Dr. of time Nick, period? I can talk on that, but I am not a women's specialist. But I can give you some anecdotal stuff. I can point you to some uh, some growth factor studies if you'd like to read it, and I can mm-hmm. tell you what we get. So, um, we do see great results with women. We have. You know, we we boast about and promote specific testimonials we get from women all the time, especially going into premenopause and and menopause themselves. Of even quotes of like, I can't imagine not taking it. Right? We have a a nurse practitioner. I man, I think she's in Utah. I can't remember, but um, who just came in with this glaring and just sent us this huge long video of how she can't you know get enough of it. She's an athletic woman. The fatigue, the hot flashes. Um, her literal quote is, man, I just can't see myself not waking up and taking this every day. And she promotes it to all of her, her, her patients. She's 47. She's an athletic gal, but you know, father time takes no, you know, takes no prisoners. Everyone's subjected to it. doesn't matter how good we eat, train or sleep. Like it's, it's going to happen at different rates, but we see that a lot. The, um, when we have seen improvements and I'm not a thyroid expert, but when we have seen improvements in thyroid testing and blood panels, it was women first who showed improvements in metabolic function and thyroid issues, especially you hear the words, I'm not a doctor. And I'm, and if you have special issues, you always need to talk to your primary care physician and who's handling your stuff. But we get these words thrown at us a lot, which is the Hashimoto's and thyroid conditions, et cetera, men and women both have shown improvements in blood work. So that has been really huge. The, um, our female clientele and historically have actually been female physicians recommending our products the most. The men thing came along um, a couple of years ago when we 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 changed up the marketing a little bit because men are a, a, a bit of an easier audience to target because this is something they're kind of already looking into. Women take mm-hmm. a little bit more of education to get into it, but we're seeing benefits with women consistently. It's awesome. David, go ahead. Oh, it's such a need for women, man. I mean, that was my next question. You asked it for me, but, you know, I mean, you and Sonia work a lot with hormones with females, right? And, you know, what I see a lot with a lot of my female patients is issues with testosterone, right? But it's interesting how you, you don't really hear much about growth hormone anymore. But like Dustin was saying, you'll see increases once you get on this in your testosterone, right? Is that what you were telling me? Yeah, you can. Absolutely. That's what the blood. Yeah. That's what the blood work will show. And I honestly see that's a, it's the testosterone is a big issue for all these females and they're not really excited to jump on anything synthetic or go down that road. To be honest with you, that's usually the first concern I get is like, well, I don't want to take, you know, anything synthetic. So what's my options? And honestly, Dustin, I didn't even know this was an option until now. And I'm like super pumped because now I have a tool I can actually, you know, help these women out with, um, because before now, it's kind of like what we were talking before. Me and Nick just try to clean up the stuff they're already not doing right every day that they need to be doing right first and look at the metabolism and exercise and eating right and all that other stuff. But this is such a, a powerful thing that is in that, you know, it's kind of in between the space, right? It's not this synthetic stuff. It's better than supplements. And it's going to give us a change. And so, yeah, man, this is pretty awesome stuff. And for our listeners, guys, there's not really a whole lot of options out there i mean what he what they've created here is a pretty special product um for an option like you're saying when you're moving into those latter years or whether it's performance whatever it may be to take something to to give you all those things that you're wanting whether it's better sleep and better libido and better recovery and 
you know, lowering your joint pain. I mean, there's all these benefits to growth hormone. And so, but yeah, I, my hat's off that you guys, you know, saw a need for this and, and just yeah. went after it because, you know, there's a lot of things like that in this world. And some people just let them die with a business that just never quite get there. But this is awesome, man. This is good stuff. Well, I, I really appreciate it. I can't really take, you know, all kinds of credit. I, um, I have a great team and we just have some good ideas. And we took something that already existed and worked and just continued in doing whatever we could to make it better. And we continue to do it to this day. Um, the, a lot of the the basics of what we're doing is, and I'm saying this to be fair, I I, uh, I would love to take all the credit and say we're the only ones you know who came up with this stuff. But a lot of the science is, is an Asian science. It's been going on for a long time. There's tons of clinical stuff you can look up of science and, and studies out of Taiwan and Korea. I mean, this is a big business, a very serious thing. We just want to do it the best that we can and do it here in America. And um, that's what we've done. And we will continue to do that. We um, we really believe in what we do. I mean, I'm I I mean, I'm a, I, I laugh because it's like, oh, I'm a client as well as one of the owners. And like, yeah, that's true. I mean, I this was a huge project for us. And it's... Um, we've put all our chips in this. This has been a, a huge success for us. We hope that it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And for that exact purpose is that there is an absolute vacuum being created. And and that's what I was asking Dr. Nick. I was like, what is it like in Canada? Because in the United States, like you might be prescribing stuff off label, but that's highly illegal in certain areas for growth hormone here in the States. You can't be prescribing that for aesthetic purposes and for anti-aging purposes. The days, every day that ticks by in the, in the States here, those things get further and further away. And I'm not saying that's hundred percent of the areas, but I'm talking in play in certain places and in certain States in a majority of them, that's not allowed. And that's why the FDA stepped in a lot with the peptides as well. And on November 17th, I believe is the day and not all peptides, but, um, you know, some of the, the original ones that are talking about exactly what we're talking about in this space, you, you're not allowed to use anymore. So, um, it's, it's been very good for us, whether that's a good thing for people or not, that the, some of these things are being removed, but, um, it's been an interesting ride for us. That's for sure. It's uh, been very exciting. Yeah. It's an interesting point. I mean, I mean like Zempac and some of those other peptides are just blowing up on the, on the weight loss side of things. Yeah. And so it's interesting because but- like when they, when FDA shuts certain things down, it's, it's usually because there's, there's drugs in the making. Well, and potentially yes, and and, and there's again, harms. I, there's a, there's also other things. That are well, I mean, for, Oz- you, know. you could talk about Ozempic because it's you know that drug wasn't designed for people who want to lose ten pounds. That drug was designed for people who want to lose a hundred pounds. And exactly. you're talking about people who are at early you know an early death risk because they're morbidly obese. Great drug. Somebody who's trying to fit into their swimsuit in six yeah. months, maybe not a great drug because of the you know potential side effects. So you have to think yeah. about those. I've never taken Ozempic. I have no money in Ozempic. I don't care. All right, mm-hmm. it doesn't. I don't compete with Ozempic, so it doesn't. Uh, I shouldn't even be saying the word. I don't want any emails or <laughs> letters or anything like that. But um, again, I don't. I'm not an anti-medical guy. I'm not a for medical guy. I do what's best for the patient. I'm sure you do the same, Doctor Nick. What's what's best for the patient? I'm a Fix the stuff that you can fix first. And if medical intervention is necessary, then it's necessary. If if I get my arm chopped off, believe me, I would like medical intervention as, <laughs> as soon as humanly possible. But um, I'm just also not the guy who runs off to get a needle just because I'm 37 and why not? Which mm-hmm. seems to be a very common thing today too. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, David and I have been back and forth many times on recovery and just all the th- like. 
you know, hitting the hard workouts, playing, you know, the weekend warrior, whatever it is, but really hitting home this, this concept and the mindset of recovery. And, you know, now that I'm in, I'm turning 44 soon, I'm always picking David's brain for, you know, tools to, to offset some of the, the stress on the body from, from abusing it. In, in What's your own... sport, Dr. Nick? What is well, he's played, he's like played college do? basketball, but more oh, recently okay. it's been, um, it's been uh, baseball, softball. And softball is oh, one of those okay. that just abuses you because you go from standstill doing nothing Full to sprint. sprinting is, you know, so my 44 year old body is now experiencing some of the, the deficits of that recovery. Um, so I'm excited to give your uh, product a try. Oh, I'd be excited to hear how it works for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, any, any, I mean, so the website, you go to bioprotein.com, yeah. bio right? Or bioprotein bio protein tech. tech. B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com. Um, if you want to like, I always tell people to go to the social media, the Instagram, because it's, you know, we're not a big sales company. We don't push stuff in your face, but what's cool about the social media platforms is a lot of the stuff is user generated. You can see exactly, you know, the, you can see what people say about it. You can see people use it. You can see what athletes say about it. I mean, it's a, the, the world has been very good to us. I'll be honest with you. Um, the we don't really have to search hard for content for testimonials for people it it, it shows up almost kind of on its own and it's been really cool so if you want to be a part of that community go over on social media it's the same thing bioprotein tech so it's instagram is b-i-o-p-r-o-t-e-i-n-t-e-c-h and uh weigh in ask some ask other oh. people put it in the comments ask the other people what they think about it i think you'd be surprised at uh the kind of answers you might get and so Dustin, we have a lot yeah, of docs that listen uh you guys do wholesale programs for doctors who wanted who want to distribute yeah, that's been the uh that's been the history of our business to be honest with you we have a clinical director who manages all those things he's a provider um you know he's a prescribing physician he as well so he's he talks a little bit more of the doctor lingo if you will but yeah we absolutely do that um yeah very good cool we get we get both we get docs that listen i'm just the every average day joe right every average joe i'll be honest with you without the physicians um we would absolutely not be where we're at because some things sound too good to be true and if it's coming from a guy like me a lot of people might think yeah that is and this guy's just just you know spewing stuff which is true that's my job however without the long list of physicians that we have and we're not talking you know random dudes in in the basement we're talking very very highly well-respected physicians who manage very high profile clients as well as sports teams who have done the work for us, to be honest. They are our biggest proponent. They are our biggest uh, advocates. They're our biggest, um, you can have the best athlete in the world, but what do they, what do they really know? And I hope they're not listening at all upset. They won't. But um, when you have real respected endocrinologists, physicians that sing your praises, I can't pay for that. So it's, um, it's been a godsend. Awesome. awesome. Any any uh, final thoughts before we uh, say goodbye for the day? No, I uh, I spoke my pre-recorded you know tape that plays on the inside of my head for the last hour. I don't think I have anything left. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, Dustin. It's a pleasure meeting you, buddy. I look forward to trying out the product and sharing it with our patients and um, getting to know it more on a personal level. So thank that would you so be great. Much. I would love the opportunity. Nothing would make me happier. So please. Um, you know, reach out, let me know how I can facilitate that for you. Both of you. Thank you, brother. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. 
You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.